Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, how's it going? My name's Brandon Staubel and from uh, Racing with Bruno and BrunoWithTheWorks.com. Just a little music to get us pumped up for this edition of the Handicappers Preview for Tuesday, April 4th, 2017. Uh, if you want to call into the show tonight, I want to give that number out real quick. The number is 516-418-5540. Tonight's episode, we're going to take a look at the prep races from last week, which include the Louisiana Derby and the Florida Derby. And then we're also going to look ahead to this weekend's prep races, uh, pretty much the final uh, uh, weekend edition of the prep races, except for the uh, Arkansas Derby two weeks from now. So, uh, you know, we're trying to get that in and we want to uh, talk about how everything went. Uh, First off, it's that time of the year. It's the Kentucky Derby coming up. We got 31 days. Um, it's about to get real. I mean, it's already real. We've got the get your fedoras ready, your bow ties ready, your fascinators ready. Uh, the mint juleps are going to be flowing. Let's get excited. Let's get pumped up because I know I am. I'm, I'm excited to be back at Churchill Downs and, and clocking in the mornings and watching these horses train. So, uh, you know, let's get up. Let's get up. Let's get going. Um, if you didn't hear the announcement earlier today, um, Churchill Downs officially uh, gave everybody a tour of the new upgrades. So when you get to Churchill Downs for Oaks and Derby, you're going to see some new facilities, brand new. They got a ton of new TVs, uh, tons of new restrooms, uh, just tons of new areas to hang out. So that's really exciting news there. And um, one thing I also want to mention too, before we get into the races, is that uh, you know this time of the year, especially, you hear a lot of stuff from from the trainers themselves, and and you're going to hear it all. You're going to hear. Um, that the horses are working lights out, that they're giving you chills in the mornings, that uh, they couldn't be working any better. They got back to the barn and they couldn't have blown out a match after their drill. You know, basically what happens is that um, social through social media and all this stuff, it all gets blown out of proportion. So you really have to be careful what you, uh, what you read and what you listen to on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Pinterest or YouTube all that stuff. So that's kind of where we come in. You know, we're, we're going to be real with you here at uh, racing with Bruno and Bruno with the works.com. We're going to be very real with you. We're going to tell you exactly how we feel and we're not in it to hurt anybody's feelings, but at the same time, we want to give you an honest opinion from the morning drills. Um, you're going to have myself at Churchill Downs. You're going to have Bruno DiGiulio at Keeneland. And we've got Amy Kern still in Florida at Palm Meadows and at Gulfstream Park. And then we've got our guy, Dane Nelson out in California. So 
Um, just to kind of give everybody a heads up, you're going to hear a lot of talk. A lot of news stations are going to be out in the mornings. So just be really careful with, with who you're listening to, how much of it you're putting in. You almost kind of need to decide right now. Um, and I know it seems kind of crazy a month away, but you need to decide right now who you're going to pay attention to um, because you've, you're going to have a lot of people that just ship in uh, a couple weeks on top of the race and they're telling you this horse couldn't be doing any better. But, you know, how long have they been there? Have they been there a month like we have or is it just two weeks ahead of time? So just be really careful with what you listen to. Just kind of an FYI. I mean, that's that's part of the reason I do this show. And 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 Bruno and I and, and Amy and Dane, we, we put what we put together is because we want everybody to have fun and we want everybody to succeed. So um, just kind of an FYI, and I'll leave you with a little quote that, uh, uh, you know, verbatim from D. Wayne Lucas a couple years ago when someone asked him how the horses were training. And, and D. Wayne basically said, what does it matter anyways? We're all just going to lie to you. So and then everybody starts laughing, but it's it's kind of, uh, you know, if you if you think about it, it's pretty truthful. So, you know, these trainers have owners that spend, you know, millions and millions of dollars getting their horses to the derby. And why would they come out and say that the horse is not training the way it should be? So, um, you know, just something to think about. You know, you can't really listen to the trainers too much. I mean, they're going to tell you exactly what they need to say to keep everybody happy and and so just make sure when you're going with um, any type of workout report or any type of opinion uh, make sure it's someone that you can trust so with that being said let's go ahead and let's get on to uh, last week's prep races let's start in louisiana um, we had that mile and eighth louisiana derby and uh, just a little fact here the last louisiana derby winner to win the kentucky derby came all the way back in 1996 and that was grindstone so just something to think about. This prep race has not been very strong in the past. Um, it did produce a third place finisher last year in Gunrunner, uh, who is one of my personal favorite horses. But at the same time, you have to look at those facts. Uh, Gervin was your winner from Joe Sharp and owner Brad Grady. And this horse just continues to win. But at the same time, we have to look at what is he really beating because the second place finisher in here, Patch, is a Todd Pletcher runner. And this horse was stepping up from maiden special weight. So uh, maiden special weight to, to the grade one Louisiana Derby, uh, finishes second behind Gervin. And it really wasn't uh, that great of a margin. So you really have to look at what Gervin was beating in this race. Um, as far as Patch goes with, with Pletcher, kind of grinded home the last 16th, the last date there. So going forward and with an experience factor, you, you're not really sure what to make a patch. Um, and then your third place finisher, Local Hero. Um, I did like the fact that Local Hero showed some ability to relax. You know, in his last race um, in the Risen Star, he, he was kind of hard to handle early on on the lead. I like the fact they were able to relax this horse today. Um, and I think he's a really nice horse, but at the same time, the distance is going to be a big question with this horse with local hero. So just a, a few things to take forward out of that race. Let's quickly shift over to Florida and talk about the Florida Derby. Um, always dreaming, very impressive. Um, going back, this was the fastest Florida Derby since Ali Dar in 1978. And Ali Dar went uh, that mile and an eighth in 147 flat. So that is something to take notice of. Um, you also have to look at the second place runner state of honor. Um, in my opinion, he did get a pretty good setup here. He did relax um, later on in the race. Now, early on, he didn't relax as well, but they took the blinkers off and was a bit aggressive early, but did relax later. So I like that. And then, uh, you know, the third place finisher, Gunavera, 
He's not getting a lot of love right now, but let me tell you something. I really liked his race a lot, and let me tell you why. He broke from post 11, and if you watch the replay of this race, he lost a ton of ground crossing over. I mean, Castellano had one thing on his mind when that gate opened, and that was getting that horse to the rail. So if you basically look at that race, Gunavera broke from the 11 hole and was going sideways the entire, let's call it almost maybe an eighth of the race early on while the other horses were going straight. So go back and check that replay because um, first off, that's a big thing for me. Second off, uh, if you look at the first, third, excuse me, the first, second, and fourth finishers, they were all in that first flight chasing three rules who really is not built to go that distance. So um, they kind of just were able to to take over from there. And Gunnabara was really far back, actually was dead last, and then came four wide turning for home. So I really want to take a look at Gunnabara. And another question I have too, you know, a lot of people looked at that, uh, that 5 ace drill he had in, in 104, I think two back before the Florida Derby. Was this horse purposely trained lighter going into this race, knowing that he really just needed a second, third, or fourth um, to be able to make it to the Derby? And, and in my opinion, yes. And I, I think that was a brilliant move. Uh, Castellano still stuck with him and it'll be interesting to see if he still does. I believe he will. Um, I just think it was a huge effort by Gunavera and he's going to get overlooked. And if you look at that pedigree dialed in out of an unbridled mare, I mean, that's a mile and a quarter all day. So I'm really impressed by Gunavera and, and I think you're going to get a price on him in the Derby because he's going to be overlooked. So just something to take notice of. And that's how I saw the two preps um, from this past weekend. I'm not going to talk much about the spiral. Um, I don't think we're going to have much coming from there. Um, the winner was okay. Kind of got a, a little bit of a suck up trip and, and also kind of grinded home late. Now the second place finish finisher in that race, Blue Ridge Traveler, I clocked at Churchill back in the fall and, and he's a good horse. But at the same time, when you have a, another maiden stepping up and finishing second in one of these prep races, you really have to kind of, consider what these horses are facing. So um, in my opinion, the horse that I'm definitely going to be looking for um, when he gets to Churchill Downs is Gunavera. And um, I always dream he ran a great race as well. So so those two are kind of on my radar. Um, Gervin ran well, but at the same time, we're talking about what did this horse beat. So just to give you a quick recap of how that went, let's go ahead and, and let's look forward um, to this Saturday, huge weekend. I mean, this is what really gets us going. We've got the Bluegrass, the Wood Memorial, and the Santa Anita Derby. I mean, when you wake up, it's one of those feelings when you wake up Saturday morning. Um, you know, for myself, I'm getting up at, at 4.30, 5 o'clock to go out to the track. But even if you're just up getting up to handicap, I mean, you're pumped. I mean, there, there's no alarm clock needed. You know, your passion's waking you, your emotion's waking you. So um, it, it, let's get started on this. Let's take a look at the field. And they actually drew the bluegrass field today. Uh, we only got a field of seven, but it's a quality seven in here. Um, few things to take a look at. McCracken, uh, who is right now your favorite, in my opinion, for the Derby, um, has had some steady breezes. And, and another thing we like to talk about um, over at Racing with Bruno and Bruno with the works.com is, um, you know, time is not everything. You take a look at McCracken's last work, four furlongs and 49. But if you saw me on Twitter, or you saw Bruno on Twitter, it's all about what happens after the wire with a lot of these guys, like a Pletcher, like a Chad Brown. Uh, you really have to look past the wire. So this horse goes 49 to the wire, double gallops out in 113. So when we say that, he goes an additional quarter mile in 113 and change, which is a really serious work. 
and and you're not getting that whole picture when you open up a racing form and all you see is a four furlong at 49. Uh, I remember McCracken back at Churchill as a two-year-old. One of my favorite works of his, I believe one day he worked, um, the official time was four furlongs and 50 flat. And everybody sees that first thing they pop into their head is, is maintenance work, which is when you say maintenance, for those people who don't know, it's just something to just kind of get a little exercise. Um, but if you know anything about Ian Wilkes, it was it was much more than maintenance. And I actually I gave it a four star work, um, you know, on our system at BrunoWithTheWorks.com. Five stars is the best. Four, you need to be betting on three is a good work and then two one and below are are more maintenance or subpar so uh, i actually gave this work you know mccracken worked in in 50 but he went 38 and change uh, to the three ace pole excuse me from the three ace pole um and then finished up to the wire in 50 um so he got the last last eighth and 11 and change and then galloped out super strong so if you know anything about ian wilkes don't worry about the times because these horses and especially Pletcher and Chad Brown, these horses are double galloping out and they're working strong works. If you saw McCracken have, if you saw McCracken have a six furlong drill in one thirteen and change on your racing form compared to four furlongs in 49, what would you think about that? I, I know I would, I would take notice. So um, just a heads up about that. I, I just want everybody to, it will, cause we're all about educating too. We want everybody to understand what's going on in the mornings. It's not about us just clicking a watch out there. There's much more going on than that time in the racing form suggests. Um, just real quick on the bluegrass here, uh, real nice field of seven. <laughs> McCracken obviously is going to get a lot of play. J-Boy's Echo is a horse that we're very familiar with, has always trained like a nice horse. Um, he did get a really nice pace set up in the last, so um, he's dangerous in here. One horse I did want to talk about, and it's kind of more of a negative thought in here, is the four-horse Taprit. I'm really worried because uh, he was second best in that drill on 325 to Patch, who came back and ran second in Louisiana. And then after that, should have worked on 4-1, and there's no recorded drill. So he may have missed some training, and he was second best to another runner. So I, I'm kind of lukewarm, almost negative on Tappert in here, just to kind of give everybody a heads up. I wanted to throw that in. A uh, couple of horses, we, we, we're about to run out of time real quick. Uh, I wanted to look at cloud computing in the Wood Memorial. Go back and watch that ride by Manny Franco. There was, there was no reason to push that horse early on on a fast pace. And Manny Franco just kept pushing and pushing and pushing cloud computing. I think cloud computing is a nice runner. And uh, you better take a look at him in the Wood Memorial. Uh, Santa Anita Derby wide open. We're running out of time. Santa Anita Derby wide open. Uh, I'm not sure we're going to get anybody out of there. The best workout I saw on XBTV was Kim Bear. Um, so take notice there. And thanks, everybody, for joining.